Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for yet another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. One of the best things about the aquarium hobby is that there is an endless amount of inspiration provided by nature, which generates a seemingly endless amount of ideas. Now, like so many of you, I love thinking about ideas for unusual aquarium concepts and so forth. I like to look at things a bit differently. I mean, Tannen was founded based upon looking at things a bit differently, helping hobbyists rethink the way nature really looks and to promote the creation of aquariums which replicate not only the look, but the function of natural aquatic habitats. So this philosophy has influenced much of what we do here. Um, and I think I have a pretty strong sense of the kind of aesthetic that I find attractive in freshwater aquariums, like many of you too. I tend to sort of stay in my lane, so to speak. I try to stay true to my interpretation of nature, and this is reflected in my aquarium executions. And I try to take my ideas to fruition whenever possible. However, occasionally I get these bouts of what I call aquatic indecisiveness. Do you get what I mean by that? I, I've touched on this before, but it's really become a predictable habit with me. Let me explain. It's like I'll have this awesome plan for stocking the aquarium that I've been working on for a while. I get this vision of executing on the plan and ending up with an aquarium that looks just like I imagined it would. Aquascaped exactly how I envisioned, stocked exactly how I envisioned, and running just like I expected. So I tediously conceive, design, build, and equip the system. And when I finish setting it up, the concept that I spent countless hours, sleepless nights conceiving starts coming together. And then I will stare at this promising yet unstocked new tank and just edit. Huh? Yeah, you heard me. I'll edit. Gradually dissecting my beautiful concept and morphing it into something entirely different. Moving this, repositioning that, taking out an element, adding something. Now, a lot of people will call this process evolution or view it as a necessary stage in the development of an aquarium. I guess I call it ADD or something like that. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's like all of a sudden I'll see an article about, you know, ephemeral floating leaf litter beds or an underwater video of an Amazonian uh, stream or something. And my carefully conceived African river biotope goes straight out the damn window. And off we go into a totally different direction. I think what I'm, what I would like to classify as a perpetual editor type of aquarium personality, at least in terms of my ideas. It's an odd thing that I edit ideas so quickly because, as you know, I'm obsessed with the process and patience, and I have huge patience in establishing my aquariums and leaving them to evolve largely unmolested. It's really at the initial execution or ideation phase where I get detoured. Now, don't get me wrong. My core beliefs about aquarium keeping are typically unchanging. Well, I mean, they evolve, as you've seen in these, you know, these podcasts and so forth over the years, based on experience like everyone else. And like you, I'm always open to suggestions to do something better. Sometimes this is a good thing. I mean, if your idea was to develop a knife fish community in a 50-gallon tank and you pivoted to a 700-gallon tank after running it by some friends, that's a really good thing. Coming to your senses is what it's called. Now, however, my changes are often a lot more subtle than that. 
For example, I was planning on stocking an all South American kerosene system, but ended up creating a Rasbora dominated biotope instead. You know, that sort of thing. A totally different part of the world, all that stuff. Or I'll tell myself something like, I don't want any cichlids in this tank. That is, until I run across a source for amazing wild dicrosis and, you know, that kind of chance meeting that throws the whole plan into disarray. It sounds oddly, I don't know, romantic and exciting. Only we're talking about an aquarium, not meeting the girl or guy of your dreams, right? Yeah, it's a burden, this endless susceptibility to suggestion, right? Perhaps, maybe it's an advantage because it gives me the chance to correct things that would otherwise be disastrous or short-sighted or just stupid. Or perhaps it's stifled some brilliant work. I'd like to think not, but you never know. I, I greatly admire like those of you who can just create and stick to a plan for yourselves. Now, don't get me wrong. There are many times when I've created a plan, stuck to it, and was you know richly rewarded for my effort. I'm that way. I can think of a couple of recent examples from fishkeeping history where hobbyists have executed exactly what they intended with amazing results and surprisingly influential impact on the hobby. It's happened. Look, I'm not saying that you, you, know, you need to have an architectural rendering or a monumental checklist of things to do and never deviate for one second in order to have success. Rather, I'm just suggesting that conceiving and sticking to a plan for your aquarium is never a bad thing. Okay, I'm probably doing this as a form of reassurance, right? I'm like the last guy to, to say this, but... Uh, you know, like I could take my own suggestion, right? Yeah, okay. It can get really crazy. I remember during one particularly frenetic period of time, and I think it was 2017, I redid the same tank like three different times in the span of about three months, which is crazy because you know I love to leave tanks alone. I don't like to mess with them, but I did. And it can get a little bit crazy, I know. On the other hand, being this sort of perpetual editor archetype of an aquarium keeper also has its advantages. Mainly the ability to modify a plan as you, you know, as it goes, if you see a better way and you're not locked in so much. Almost categorically, the, the perpetual editor archetype has a looser, more flexible approach to aquarium planning, construction, and management. It's probably more in tune with the latest and greatest ideas, trends, philosophies of the aquarium game. And of course, more susceptible to being influenced by a lot of stuff. Now, I hate you know, trends personally. However, I do find myself influenced strongly by new research I conduct on various wild habitats or uh, talking to friends who've done some incredible things. I definitely fall for that. I personally hate chasing trends though. Really, I do. Now, there's a sort of subcategory in this perpetual editor classification. Well, actually two. There's what I call the trend jumper who, as the name implies, switches direction at the drop of a hat in order to capitalize on the latest trend, the fad, or ideas. That's not something I like. I mean, good for them if they want to replicate the latest and greatest trends that they see on Instagram or whatever. You know, respect. Good for you. The other, what I call an active listener, will make changes based on discourse with other hobbyists who share ways to do the thing you've been trying to do in a different or perhaps even a better, more efficient manner. And that's a good thing. It really is. Now, one thing about being this perpetual editor type is that you're constantly availing yourself to the latest information, and in the case of the active listener, probably having a great dialogue with other hobbyists who've been, you know, more or different, uh, or have more or different experience um, doing what you're thinking of doing. That's a great, great thing. Now, the online world and social media have sort of enabled the active listener to develop his or her idea to the ultimate degree. And although the danger of being, if there is one, of being an active listener is that you can easily lose control of your plan by listening to every critique, every suggestion, and every opinion out there. And what about those trend jumper type people? Well, 
E-commerce has completely enabled these people, right? You can switch gears in an instant. Regardless of your aquarium keeping philosophy, a certain degree of independence and individuality is a key requirement in the hobby to be happy, I think. In a way, being a perpetual editor is really not a bad thing. I mean, you're always aware of what's going on in your tank. You're constantly thinking of improvements and changes, and you're totally aware of the latest and greatest ideas in the hobby, and you're nimble, able to change directions on a dime, as they say. Uh, the key, in my opinion, is to stay con- you know, consistent with your management philosophy. Like, just because the new tank's getting that patina of biofilm, it's not the time to tear out everything and start over. That's not editing. That's interfering, as we've talked about many, many times before here. Yeah, understanding when not to edit and why is just as important as understanding when to edit. So don't despair, you sufferers of ADD, which in pretty much, in my opinion, is pretty much everybody in the aquarium keeping world. It's a thesis I'm gonna have to revisit at some point. But but look, it helps you be a better, more agile hobbyist. And the great scapers like, you know, the George Farmers, the Jeff Senskis, the Johnny Ciotis, they listen to what's in their heart. They pull inspiration from the world around them and they execute based on their instinct and their aesthetic. They approach it with an almost yoga-esque calm and a vision that comes from being totally in touch with their feelings. It's amazing to see the work that comes from these guys. They do it with real soul. So being a perpetual editor is sort of an interesting burden or a blessing, depending upon how you look at it. And I've just looked at it, you know, from the tank design and hobby perspective. I'm curious, I wonder if there's any of you out there that suffer from this double-edged sword and how it impacts your hobby experience. Are you a perpetual editor? Ponder that for a little bit. Until next time, stay creative, stay inspired, stay true to yourself, stay open-minded, stay bold, stay on track if you can, and always stay wet. This is Scott Feldman from Tin and Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tin.